Is that you right there? Do it is again. It, is it getting? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that's okay, me. okay. That's me. That's me. Okay. That's that's good. Right there. Yeah. Okay. I'm a little cool. deaf. Yeah. What do you mean? Yep. Well, I I <laughs> just. Caleb, is yours good? Yeah, mine's good. <laughs> what do you mean? Yep. <laughs> yep. Ready? Are you? I'm ready. What are we talking about? Uh, God being faithful. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey. You ready? It's early. It's early. It's podcast day. It is definitely podcast day. Oh, man. So, hope you guys are doing well. Mm-hmm. Hope you all had great Memorial Day weekends. Dalton, can you give me a little volume? It's cutting out again. Uh, great Memorial Day weekend, celebrating the beautiful sunshine and uh, just mm. celebrating the freedom we have in this country. And it was the, hot yesterday. It was very hot yesterday. But thank you to all the all the men who served and women who served yes. and people who have given us the ability to do those things. Like it's awesome. Uh, it is. It is. <laughs> it is. It was a good day. We had a a ton. For it being a holiday weekend, there's people that I mean, I did not know. Hey, it was weird because I don't feel like we had come from. I, I don't feel like we had the numbers we normally had, but no. everybody I saw was somebody I didn't know. That's weird. That's odd, especially on a holiday weekend. You would think. I mean, being here twenty years, yeah, yeah, I saw a lot of new people, which is awesome. Got yeah. to move. That's sweet. <laughs> so, uh, I think I think to intro. <clears throat> Kind of what we're talking about today. I'm going to share a little personal. Ooh. Ooh. Do we have out. any music for that? Yeah, like some dramatic. Uh, <laughs> any dramatic music that we can, you know. Like sad piano. You know what David I, was going I don't to. have any sad piano. I have this. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that'll. <laughs> That's dramatic. <laughs> That's dramatic enough. Uh, no, like, because uh, I think it leads into what we're talking about and kind of what you talked about Sunday. I think you have some personal story to share too so i'll start i don't know if you do or not but you'll figure it out no i do it comes to you um so last week i was just having a frustrating week (laughs) uh our child care situation was chaotic and a mess so i missed a ton of work to watch my kids which is good um but also frustrating and my lawnmower has been the biggest like pain in my rear <laughs> for a while. So my lawnmower broke. So I drove all around the world to borrow my dad's, borrowed my dad's, started mowing my lawn, and his engine actually like the head cracked. So his lawnmower broke. Wait. Yeah. Hold on. He told me to hold on. <laughs> We're waiting. No, I didn't get a text from you. You didn't. <laughs> What's wrong with you, man? <laughs> I want to come over and cut it. Oh, okay. Well, come cut it this weekend. All right. I'll be over. <laughs> I'll cut it for you. So anyway, like all this stuff was going on. And then... Because uh, you still have a broken lawnmower. I do. I knew that. Yep. I do. You should have told me. I would have come over and cut it for you. All right. You. Come cut it. <laughs> you're, you're hired. Yeah, there you go. Um, That'll be $200. That's how much it's going to cost to fix my lawnmower again. Add that to his titles. Yeah, yeah. You know what? (laughs) One of these days. (laughs) So, like, just just a really frustrating week, honestly. And there was a day Wednesday, I think, so a week ago, I was trying to put my kids to bed, and one was just fighting me Mm. very, very hard. So I was just overwhelmed, frustrated, and finally decided to get this out. It took me a while, but I finally decided to. And I don't normally recommend the random, okay, I'm going to read this. Because I think, and I said this Sunday night in youth group, I think we tend to be looking for an answer. And when we do that, you don't always find the answer you're that's looking for. True, many times. Um, but that's what I did. I did the random flip. Okay, what do you want me to see, God? And I opened it, and I went to Habakkuk chapter 3. Oh, Yeah. And so for some context, Habakkuk is a prophet and doesn't know Jesus. Old Testament. Old Testament, lives 800 to 900 years before Jesus even exists. Um, 
And he's just writing this. It's actually written as a song, Habakkuk chapter three. And I would encourage you to read the whole chapter, but I'm going to read just like the end of it. Um, I'll start in 16. I, I hear, I hear and my body trembles. My lips quiver and the sound rottenness enters into my bones. My legs tremble beneath, beneath me. Yet I will quietly wait for the day of trouble to come upon people who invade us. 17 is where I actually randomly flip to. Though the fig tree should not blossom, nor fruit on the vines, the produce of the olive, olive fail, and the fields yield no food, and the flock be cut off from the fold, and there will be no herd in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. God the Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the deer's. He makes me tread on my high places. So I was just like, so how did that go? It was a okay God moment. <laughs> it's like, okay, finances don't have to be all in order. The lawnmowers don't have to be in order. Childcare doesn't have to be in order. I will find my joy in the Lord. My strength is his strength. And so just that was a very, very good random flip. <laughs> it was a successful random blind flip. Um, and so it just, it just led me to a really humble moment where I was like, okay, yep. Like, even if, even if these aren't going the way I think they should go, I will rejoice in who you are and who you say I am. Why do you think we <clears throat> randomly try to, like we get distracted and sidetracked, right? Mm -hmm. From the problems of life. Mm-hmm. And why is it that they why is it that they so easily sideline us? What do you think? Uh, I mean, I would say Satan. I think the influence he has and even little things turn into big things because he makes them turn into big things. Just the whispers and lies and uh sin nature. Just just because Satan rules this world. Yeah, he wants to, things mm -hmm. to go bad, mm -hmm. right? And, of course, the world around us. Because every time we're focused on us and our problems, we're not focused on God. This is true. There's no middle ground. Mm -hmm. So how do we not, like, why Why does it seem like, like you, you alluded to this, and it, this happens to me too, like we get engaged in our problems or challenges of mm -hmm. life, and the last place we go... <laughs> is the place where we can find the most help. Why do you think that is? I think we, I, and we, we mentioned this in last week's podcast, I think, or one of them in the last couple of weeks. We like control. We do. We like to feel like we can fix things ourselves. Mm -hmm. We like to feel like we can handle it. We can do it. We, we have this pride or nature or something in us where it's like we have to do this. And I think, again, I think Satan tells us this book doesn't have the answers when so often, like, like I said, I don't encourage the random flip, but God can use the random flip to speak to anybody because sure. there's so many verses in here talking about how powerful he is, how good he is. So how does that relate to faith, though? Ooh. Like, it has to somehow. We're trusting. Mm -hmm. We're trusting in something. Mm -hmm. So... So what is faith? According to Hebrews, it's the assurance of things hoped for. Yeah. So like I said, here's Habakkuk, this prophet, writing, the whole chapter is writing about the power of God, mm -hmm. right? How powerful he is, how how incredible he is, how, how you know, magnificent. He's using all of these analogies describing how powerful God is. If I'm correct, this was written after a battle. Yes, Right? Yeah, it was written, I believe so. That's what I was kind of studying this The Battle week. of uh, Carchemish. Yes. That's my guess. I think I saw that. Somewhere. Is that right? I think that's so. That's what I was thinking, actually. Yep. No, it wasn't. You liar. <laughs> You're such a liar. Dalton's <laughs> like, yeah. Study course. it. I'll look yeah, it up. Yeah, see yeah. if I'm not right. I might, I might be wrong. I don't know. Anyway. But, yeah, yeah. so, like... You know, you were talking about faith, the assurance of things hoped for. Here's Habakkuk, like I said before, writing this before Jesus existed. So, so 800, 900 years, however long, before Jesus 
lived, before he performed miracles, before he went to the cross, Habakkuk saying, God, the Lord is my strength. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take the God of my salvation. You know, from an obscure uh, prophet, Mm -hmm. right? Like he's not one of the heavy hitters of the 66 books, you Mm -hmm. know? He's not a Moses. He's not a Paul, John, Peter. He's this prophet yeah. who is mildly known, if. Whose name, on, I said this in youth group, his name sounds like you just sneeze, like, <laughs> <laughs> It sounds like you're sneezing. Um, and it's like, it doesn't matter who you are, right? It doesn't mm-hmm. matter where we've been. It doesn't matter our status or any of that. We all experience these similar circumstances. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, um, and we feel depleted um, and sometimes crushed. And then so that leads us to look for solutions mm-hmm. uh, somewhere. Mm-hmm. And so faith would say, you know, the Bible says we walk by faith, not by sight. Yeah. Many times when we feel crushed and depleted, we look with a sight perspective mm-hmm. to try to solve the issues. I'll just call my dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. I do the same what, thing. What's in my reach? What's yeah. in my purview yeah. where I can reach out and solve the problem? When, in fact, the problem is just being used as an opportunity for growth. We don't see it that way. I don't. I I struggle with that. You know, I'm like, stinks, you know. (laughs) And so really what it does is it goes back to faith. Mm -hmm. You know, faith, biblical faith being hope, confidence, uh, hope, confidence, trust, reliance in something that you can't see. Similar to gravity. You can't see it, but you know it's there. Okay. Same reason you make a choice not to go up and jump off exactly. a very high building because once you land, you'll know that gravity exists, yes. right? You know, not to make light of that. Yeah. But, um, and so many times we, you know, faith is something where in circumstance, we have to trust that even in the in the challenges that happen, mm-hmm. um, whether they're given to us by the world, whether they're given to us by our bad choices, or whether Satan's trying to tempt us yeah. to get off track, um, we have to be reminded that um, that that confidence, belief, trust, reliance is in um, what God can do and what he has for us, which is sometimes very difficult because... We like our problems solved quickly. Yeah. And we want them to disappear. Don't forget, you deserve a break today. Mm-hmm. Right? You shouldn't have any problems. Well, that's unrealistic. And so how how we view them, if we change how we view them, I think it changes our approach to navigating them. Yeah. And it... I don't know if this happens with anybody else, but it happens with me. When I try it my own way, usually usually it gets worse. It comes back again, <laughs> yeah. and I have to try again, and yeah. it comes back again. I have to try again. Yep. Um, you know. So anyway. yeah, I was thinking even of uh, <clears throat> probably one of the one of the most famous verses in the Bible, Psalm twenty three four. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, mm-hmm. I will fear no evil. And and just that idea, like he doesn't say, even though I'm on the highest mountain and and everything's going good, even though I'm in the valley, even though I'm in the lowest point, facing death, like and and my lawnmower breaking is not not the lowest point, but no, but just even though we're going through struggles and we're going through hard things, they rot in your staff, they comfort me. Yeah, I mean, it's just that 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 thing that's thrown into your path. Yeah, um, when I. When I meet with people, I call them like speed bumps. Mm-hmm. And speed bumps are designed for a specific purpose. Slow you down. To slow you down and make yeah. you proceed carefully, right? Yeah. 
And I think faith, the walk of faith is no different because we have to actually stop and think. Yeah. You know, I've been talking about this whole gray area, gray matters, and how we make decisions based on what God would have us. And it's not really clear in his word. Like, think before you act. I mean, like, you have to think through it and actually purposefully decide to trust something. Yeah. Um, which can be difficult. Yep. You know, that's not easy. And was it was it last week we were talking about, or maybe it was Sunday morning. There was there was some, we were talking about, I think it was Sunday morning, you were talking about, like, slowing down, yes. resting. And, and even Habakkuk says, I will wait quietly. That's hard for us to do. Like, we want, like I said, we want control. We want to speak into things. And, and so, like, he says, I will wait, I will quietly wait for the day of trouble to come upon like I'll sit quietly. I'll sit back and let God take control. I'm not good at that. No. No. Yeah, I mean, for several reasons. Number one, you can't see the immediate outcome. That's not faith. Number two, we're control freaks at by nature. I am. I mean, I can I can be that way. I have to work hard at you know mm-hmm. pulling back from that stuff. And third, we think, I mean, to be completely blatant and honest, we think we can do better than God can do in the present. Mm-hmm. So we just do it, and then we have to pay the dividends of that, whether they're negative or, you know, didn't go the way I wanted, so now I have to. Like you were talking about the rest thing. So believe uh, Hebrews chapter 4 is basically about that, about rest. It's mentioned many times. I haven't mm-hmm. underlined a ton in my Bible. Every time it says rest, I circled it. Yeah. And um, it's... Uh, okay, so verse uh, Hebrews 4, 9, and 10, it says... It, it Verse 8 talks about Joshua entering into rest. Then it says, There remains, therefore, a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For the only one who has entered his rest has himself also rested from his works, just as God did from his. Mm -hmm. And so there's this idea of taking a step back. And and like in this context, he's referring to the Sabbath day, right? Created six days, rested on the seventh. But there's a principle here of being able to rest in what God has for you at Mm -hmm. the same time. And some of the other verses here in, in Hebrews chapter four talk about that. And so many times we don't want to do that. We want to act. Yeah. You know, I was explaining, I'm doing some uh, plumbing at my house, my uh, shower upstairs. I went to turn it off one day and the whole handle thing came out in my hand and the shower was still on. I couldn't get it off. Mm. Um, yeah. There's no video. It, it was, it was a sight. Let me tell you, it was bad. <laughs> I was screaming for Sue, and I thought, well, I'll replace it. I ripped out all the drywall, ripped out all the plumbing. Mm-hmm. And we have a plumber here at church. He was willing to help me. He was very cool about it. He's like, hey, you know, I'll come over and help you. And I was like, I should be able to do I this. I can do it. I can do this. Yeah. Yep. And so I did it, and I actually, um, you know, did some research. And I've done it before, you know, but I wanted to make sure I did it right and doing all the copper together and stuff. And I just finished, and Sue and I – and we went downstairs to eat some lunch, and I rushed back up real quick, and I said, well, go turn the water on. Mm-hmm. Well, because I was impatient, mm-hmm. and I should have waited for it to cool, um, which I did not. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she turns the water back on, and consequently, it didn't cool properly, and there were leaks, mm-hmm. and really... The problem was born out of my impatience to solve something that already really had a plan. If I had just followed it, yeah. instead of interjecting my own, and I was going up the stairs. She says, where are you going? She was like, where are you going? I'm like, I'm going upstairs to, to fix the shower, and let's turn it on. She goes, why are you doing that? Shouldn't you let it cool? And I... I was on the stairs and I turned around, I looked at it. And I was like, uh, because I am impatient. That's why, <laughs> you know, I want to get it done and rushing ahead. Yep. Trying to solve something, which was a problem, you know, small problem nonetheless, but 
I mean, I think it's just an it, it's an example of kind of how we do the Christian life sometimes. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You know. and, and not even, <clears throat> um, not even just the Christian life. I think life in general, we're always trying to get to the next step. We're yeah. we're always pushing. Oh, you got to graduate high school. You got to graduate college. You got to get the yeah. house. You got to get the thing. wife. You got to yeah. get the picket fence, the dog, and then you got to retire. Like, yuck and you're just working for that next step and i've i've probably even said it on this podcast but there's a verse i bring up often dalton probably shaking his head like, no not even um the steps of a good man are ordered oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like i just the idea like we we constantly try to take things in our own hands but our steps are ordered you're exactly where god is wants you to need you to be there's a verse in the bible that says um uh, oh god okay i'll think of it in a second hold on <laughs> while i'm thinking of it mm-hmm. um why don't we talk about what exactly faith is because we're talking i mean i think it like how we deal with issues yep many times is born out of what we believe and so what we believe by faith um, can change like what like if if we're if our source mm-hmm. isn't in the right place then we're gonna have problems so what 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 do you think faith is like what in your in your your biblical definition for faith what would it be? so I said it earlier Hebrews said it's it's the assurance so it's confidence in things hoped for it's confidence in things unknown unseen um hope hoped for it's it's confidence that you know this is real so in my biblical perspective i would say faith is looking at this book and knowing it's the word of god knowing it's truth knowing that jesus came died and rose again and he's coming again for us yeah i was gonna ask how do you build faith though excuse me get your nose in the book right (laughs) well and and even these trials and these tests like so for me it was a lawnmower for you it was a shower this week like that was just this week (laughs) but like even these these trials and tests i think if your source is just if if your source of hope is in your life going perfectly right (laughs) you're gonna be crushed but if your source of hope is in nothing you can do on your own if your source of hope is in everything that Jesus did for you, that's how you build your faith. You you see those. You got a question? Oh, fine. five minutes. Okay, he <laughs> raised his hand like we were in middle school. <laughs> but like, so so if you're putting your faith in yourself, like I said, you're gonna fail. You're gonna be crushed. So, do you guys know what conjecture is? Oh, I've heard the word. I was gonna say I've heard the word, but I don't. I can't honestly say. Can it. you look it up for us? <clears throat> Yeah, because a lot of times, like this walk of faith, like just taking apart faith, right? We can think something's faith, Mm -hmm. and it's not. Uh, It says, the noun, an opinion or conclusion formed on the basis of incomplete information. Mm -hmm. You know, we trust something, not really knowing, but we trust it. And we make conclusions about something that are not true, right? As it relates to God, or like when you say, like Hebrews chapter eleven, verse one. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. So, does that mean faith is well? I hope it's going to happen. So that's faith. No, faith is the confidence it's going to happen. Yes, it's the assurance. So, when you exercise faith. Mm-hmm. Is it an amount? Like, how, what is that? Like, how do how do I'm ask? I'm, I'm asking leading questions. Obviously, yeah. I, I mean, I have. Yeah. Like, how how do we how do we how do you measure faith? Is that kind of what you're no, asking? No, like, what or? what is true faith? Like, yeah. what is biblical faith? And what's the hope, confidence, belief, trust, reliance? What is that that we place in God? Like, what does that look like? Not. Not like we can read these verses, mm-hmm. right? Oh yeah, sweet. And within ten minutes of leaving mm-hmm. this room, this studio, we're struggling with believing something to be true, right? 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 And so, is it that we don't have enough faith? 
Like Christians are struggling around the world, right? We're struggling with issues and problems, relationships, and many times they believe, well, I just need to have more faith. So I was going to read this earlier, but I, I think um, I think because of who God is, the amount of faith we have, like obviously we need the initial faith to trust that in Him. Correct. But I think like Second Timothy two thirteen, if yes. we are faithless, yes, He remains faithful. Correct. For He cannot deny Himself. So because of the power and majesty of Him, even when we're doubting, even when we're struggling with those things, He's faithful to us, and continues to love us and guide us toward Him. You know, we're all broken, right? Yeah. And so we have this. We have this um, thing that we, you know, we we always are trying to do better, even at the Christian life. I just want to do better. I want to, I want to grow in my faith, and I to be able to trust God through those lawnmower <laughs> issues and through mm-hmm. the plumbing issue, you know, mm-hmm. little stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like as we look at that, like many times people can approach that and say, well. Why does that have anything to do with Christianity? Like, why does it even matter? Just do the plumbing and buy a stupid mower. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, but the reality is, like, the walk of faith that we have has, there has to be, it's not just about, oh, yeah, faith. Well, my question is, okay, what's faith? I know it's believing in something unseen, but what actually is faith itself? Like, what are you doing, like, as a person? So, you know, considering faith, right? Mm-hmm. The In the Gospels, it says it only takes how much faith? The faith of a mustard how seed. How big is a mustard seed? Very, very small. Very, very small. Yes. But it also says that you can um, exercise faith that, faith that can... Move mountains, right? Mm-hmm. So the question is, is it really us and our faith, or is it something else? It's the Holy Spirit working through us, or yeah. and God working through us, and, and even even uh, like we were talking about Habakkuk. So like these Old Testament prophets, and I I think a lot of times we think when we get to heaven we're going to be like, oh David, what was it like to to fight Goliath? Moses, what was it like to yeah. part the Red Sea? We're gonna ask the ask the uh, um, superhero prophets and Christians what they did, and they're gonna ask us what was it like to have the Holy Spirit living in you. Mm-hmm. And so, like, yeah, just just His Spirit living in us and doing these things on our behalf is, I think, more of it. It's not anything we can do on our own. So when we Okay, as the Spirit of God is leading us, and we're trying to rely on Him, and we're trying to exercise this hope, faith, mm-hmm. confidence, trust, belief, reliance, is it our effort and work, or is it actually the object that we're placing our faith in? It's the object. Yeah. Exactly. You know, because many times... When we go th- go back to the problems, when we go back to the problems, mm-hmm. we're placing our faith in yes. ourselves as the object, yep. and we run into it, more issues. We complicate it, really. Yeah. And so seeing seeing God as the object of our faith, right, as, as a believer, and trusting, believing. And here's the deal. Although we may not like it, those things that we go through— God uses those things, mm-hmm. the lawnmowers mm-hmm. and the plumbing and the girlfriends and the relationships and all the stuff that's going on yeah. to actually refocus the object of our faith, Yeah, right? You know, I, a lot of times I hear people say, well, I just need to have more faith. And I think to myself, no, you just need to place your faith in the right object. Mm-hmm. Because if you, you can muster faith, I just think I can do it. It's like a bellows. I think I can do it. I think I can do it. Yeah. I, you know, and then you get discouraged because there's failure. Yep. Because, and usually it's the response to the thing not working out that's the failure, right? And so we realize that, okay, instead of looking at those things as problems, we can look at them as opportunities 
for our faith to be redirected back to the source mm-hmm. and back to the object of who the author is. Who's the author and finisher of the faith? God. God. God yeah. himself, right? Yeah. He started, he ends it, you know. And so we we have to, many times we're challenged through the small things mm-hmm. to not to not focus ourselves away. And a lot of people say, ah, it's just, you know, that's what we do on Sunday. And I would say, no, it should be a life of that, you know, a life of... Oh, it, it should be every single minute. Every moment. Absolutely. How about this? Well, I'm just hoping, I'm just hoping that God will come through. Is that faith? No. Why not? Because... It sounds good. It sounds... It's a great it's, bumper sticker. It's... Uh, the way you're saying it, it's doubt. I'm hoping, but I don't really think he will. Right? Like, eh, I don't think he's. It tells really... me the object, the yeah. the like where you place in your the object of your faith. Like for instance, we all came in here. Mm-hmm. I've used this illustration before. I didn't even think twice before nope. sitting down. No. Why the object of my faith in sitting down? I didn't even think about it. Mm-hmm. Was about the properties of this chair holding my overweight body. Yep. <laughs> There's your which yup, I, don't. Which, yup. Which I, was I didn't say anything. Did you say yup? I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. This is a Christian. Uh, this is a Christian broadcast. <laughs> um, yeah, and so you know we believe in the in the in, in the properties of who God says He is, right? Mm-hmm. Why? Because He is who He says He is. Why? He who has called you is also <laughs> faithful to do it. Yeah, that's why. So I do have a question, just because I know that this is going to be something that some people are going to be thinking about. Sure. So <clears throat> obviously we're talking about putting your faith in the Holy Spirit and and what He's doing in and through you. Yes. So what about in the times when it feels like God isn't there? Like That's so, where I was trying to go to, yeah. So as an example, I just finished working on a testimony video that we've been doing, right? Yeah. For the main yeah. guys. And it's an amazing story of how yes. uh, God used... God basically worked it out so that his his cancer isn't completely cured, but it's at least for now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they've they've been able to buy some more time. But when I was like, I believe I was 12 or 13, my aunt had cancer and mm-hmm. she never got better. Mm-hmm. She died from cancer. And yeah. so it's like, in, and there was no obvious reason why, even still to this day, why I can look back at that and be like, oh, there was a reason why that happened. Yeah. So it's like, what about in those situations? So here's what I think happens. We equate pain and suffering with a um, with the character of God. Mm. God is always good. God will forever be good, even through pain and suffering. But as humans, when we go through that, we're asking the question, I've done this in the last two weeks. Okay, God, do you see what we're doing like you are you there? Are you hearing? Mm-hmm. I know he's there, and I know he hears me, and I believe in his character. But many times, because we're human and our limited ability to be able to trust fully, many times those things that are devastating sideline us, and they be they begin to plant seeds of I wouldn't maybe doubt, mm-hmm. right? And then, and Satan uses that stuff. He doesn't have to do anything. He just slips one in there, like, let them think about that for three or four days and see how they do. And so when bad things happen, when pain and suffering happens, when the lawnmowers break down, when people pass, when the plumbing blows up, when the relationship dies, when the marriage fails, when the all that stuff, if, if we equate, oh, God is doing that to me and because that's who he is, well, I would say, hold on a second. The character of God is <clears throat> different, and he can use whatever he wants. God is still good, loving, kind, and merciful. But because we live in a fallen, broken world, there are things that we're going to have to struggle with. And, and, I and, think- and so that that's one of the things I think is it gets confused. Oh, God must not see me. He must not be loving. He must not be kind. And we confuse our issues or our struggles with a the character of God lacking somehow mm-hmm. towards me. And I know for a fact that's not true. But we all wrestle 
we can wrestle with that at times. I, my mind went back to the verse we read in Psalm, like, even though I walk through the valley of shadow death, but he ends that by saying, your rod and your staff comfort me. And so, like, I, I think a lot of times we we equate God as this big judge, big beard, big staff, and he's just going to come beat us down. And when stuff like death and, and things happen, we're just like, oh, God's punishing me. I'm getting beat up. But you, you go back to David, and he says, your rod and staff comfort me. And so it's almost like because there's guidance, even though it's death and it's pain and 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 we feel those emotions, but there's guidance. It, it's almost like he's guiding us through those things. The rod and the staff comfort us, not the rod and the staff beat me down. Yeah, um, a lot of that, in my opinion, and of course, you know, again, not trying to besmirch anyone, um, that comes from things we've learned Mm -hmm. of how we've taught or how we've been taught from certain growing up in certain Mm -hmm. um, Christian circles, environments, and churches, and thinking that God is running around in heaven with a pair of jackboots and a whip. Yep. And he sends these things in your way to either punish you and or because he wants to see you squirm. I, I don't believe that that is true about the character of God. Now, saying all that, the flip side of the coin is he can use anything he wants Mm -hmm. to get our attention. Yeah. And many times, whether it's by our own choices or outside of our control, God uses situations, and it's really weird because most of the time it's in relationships where God uses it. It's somehow connected to a relationship where God uses us, uh, uses those things to challenge us to rethink mm-hmm. and focus our our desires, our faith. Where's the object of your of our faith? Who are we really trusting in? Yeah. Um, you know, and and that I think that can be a challenge. So like for instance, I know I mentioned this Sunday. You know, we we've been doing a. Um, roof campaign. We need a new roof on our on our building. We've paid for half of it and we've and we people have given graciously, which we're so thankful for. Mm-hmm. And you know, we're still trying to raise some money and you know, f- for me, I step back and look at it. I'm like, okay, I know God is true. I know his words true. I know he's faithful. I absolutely have seen him be mm-hmm. faithful. I've seen it. But I'm thinking then why isn't the money coming in for the roof? Mm-hmm. And so what we can do when we ask those, it's just one, sometimes it's one or two simple questions that get us distracted. Yep. Look at the garden. Genesis chapter two, Satan said to Eve. Did he really say that? Did he really say that? It's just one question that got her sidetracked. Mm-hmm. Same with us. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, what, a, like, doesn't, yeah, doesn't God see what your guys are doing down there? How many people you're reaching and... Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, all the new people that are coming and, mm-hmm. you know, people that are one. I was talking to a group Sunday. We, we want to be discipled. I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> let's start a group. Let's, let's, do, it. let's yeah. do it, man. Let's do some Bible study. Um, and so, but many times in the back of your mind, you're like, why, why can't we pay for this roof? Mm-hmm. Like, what is it? What are we doing wrong? Um, and I don't think we are. I, I'm, you know, I'm not. But it's like, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like trying to be negative towards our, I think, because our, our, our church is given above and right. beyond. And I, mean, and I think just, part of that is if the money just came in, we would feel like we did it. And so I think part of it is God working in all or of us. Or we wouldn't have any need to reach yeah. out to God yeah, exactly. if the money was so, there. What would be the purpose? I, I think it's him working in not only us as like a leadership team and pastors, but as a congregation to yeah. say, look what I can do. Yeah. Like, yeah, you guys are crying out. What What about this roof? Mm, not yet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do it in a miraculous God way. I just hope it's not like Israel. I don't, <laughs> I don't need 40 years in the desert, man. I just don't. I was looking at uh, Lamentations. The steadfast love of the mm. Lord never ceases. His yes. mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Chapter 3. Great is your faithfulness. Yep. And so like, just kind of like you were saying, like we wake up and we're like, did he really say that? Is this really happening? And I think part of it is we need to look for the mercy. Hey, you're, there's mercy today. 
Yeah. Even in the broken lawnmower, even in the broken plant. I mean, the fact that we haven't had rain for a yeah. week, you know, and it's been in <laughs> the 90s, mercy. you know, exactly. we're, we're pretty happy. And we so have I, three months of a summer here in Michigan. And so we, we've talked about a lot about renewing your thinking on the podcast. Yes. And so, like, I think that verse right there, we need to wake up with an idea like, God's mercy is new today. Yep. Something he is doing today, it may not be what I think. Even in the challenges. Even in the cha- even when the fig tree doesn't grow. That's what Habakkuk says. Yeah, which, which is very, di- it can be difficult because, again, back to the faith thing, we're more comfortable with what we can see. Mm-hmm. And if I can see it and believe it, I mean, you know, I, this is so far from the power of positive thinking, it's not even funny. Yeah. Because... There's nothing wrong with thinking um, in a healthy way, in a godly way, and thinking positively. But if you try to think yourself into faith without the object of your faith being God himself and his character and what he wants and what he desires and what's going to bring him honor and glory the most, that's where we get off track. And because we're human... Um, we all can experience that, and we get discouraged, and you know, you have a two or three day period where you're like, mm. you know, mm-hmm. just don't feel like doing mm-hmm. anything. But anyway, that can, that's a big thing, like faith, understanding faith, and knowing that it's not conjecture, knowing that it's not. Well, I'm pretty sure God's going to come through because I know this person who has resources, and they're gonna. That's not faith. Yeah. That's believing something that you can see. Mm-hmm. Biblical faith is believing, having trust, having confidence and reliance on something that you can't see, mm-hmm. that a good God who created the universe has his best, his best in store, mm-hmm. and we get to reap the benefits of the blessing that he has yeah. and that he wants to give us. And that's just because we're very myopic. We're single-viewed, right? We see things from this plane, and God views everything from every plane all at once. You know, um, we were somewhere the other night. I was with um, my daughter and my wife, and we were walking, and we were there was a whole bunch of people, and it was quiet. And all you could hear is like a hundred different conversations. Mm-hmm. And it was weird because the thought that ran through my mind was, can you imagine what God hears when people are praying? Mm. He hears all those conversations at once Mm -hmm. and is intimately involved in every one of them and can answer each of them simultaneously, millions at a time, without restriction. And I thought, I have trouble listening and sticking on one point. Yeah. In one conversation and being single-minded towards him, and he just is faithful that way because of his character, which I'm I'm grateful for. And you know we're still growing in that. We all are that walk of faith, and and many times as he develops our faith, when certain things come down the road, we're like, I've seen God do something before. I'm not even going to sweat this anymore. Yep. I'm not going to worry about it because I know he's going to be faithful and it may not be the way I want it, but which is, it's another way Satan attacks you because, because we've seen God work in our lives before. All of us have at some point in some way or another. And then we still get to the next struggle. We get to the next lawnmower that breaks down. We get to, you told a story a few weeks ago in church about laundry soap, right? We get to the next time we don't have any laundry soap. Yeah. And even though God came through and delivered laundry soap to your door. It was a true story. Ask yeah. my wife. And so, like, even though that happened. It was, I couldn't believe it. You get to the next next laundry soap situation, the next Walmart, the next plumbing, and you still go, ugh, ugh, what do I got? I got to do this. And then we immediately lose track. I I wonder if part of that is because us as humans are very inconsistent. So we <laughs> think that think? God's that way, too. Yeah, which I think, not, yeah. Personally, I think part of that is inconsistent, but I think it's inconsistent with our relationship with Christ. Yeah. There's a there's another popular country song out right now that uh, um, his name's Jelly Roll. 
Yes. And it's, I. Didn't I, he go to church with his uh, daughter or something? Did I hear that? I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he came out with a gospel he, he album. He came out with, a, uh, I don't know about a gospel That's, album. But, did somebody uh, tell me that? I don't know if, I don't know. I mean, I don't listen to Jelly Roll. But, but um, I, he has this song that says, I only talk to God when I need a favor. Ooh. And so, so like, like a genie in a bottle type so of yeah, thing. Like yeah, that doesn't the, work. The consistency is it, but I think it's also like when life's good and we're up on the mountains, we're not talking. And that's not the kind of God he is. God wants a relationship yes. in the good, in the bad, yes. in the valleys, in the mountains. Like, yes. And so like, if we're only talking to God when we need favors or we need things, you wouldn't keep that friend around. They wouldn't be a friend. If, yeah. That's if, not a friend. If you had a friend that only talked to you when they needed money or needed things, hey, I need a place to stay tonight. Hey, I need I, need I don't call tonight. them a friend. I call that a mentor. Yeah. And so like... But if you have a friend, yeah, what you can get, you know, you have a friend that celebrates. Hey, like my wife's pregnant. Like we're gonna celebrate together. Hey, we're getting married. I want you guys to come and and celebrate with us. You can celebrate the highs. Hey, we lost the baby. You can you can mm-hmm. be there with the lows. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're getting a divorce. You know, whatever it mm-hmm. is. You and so yeah, like why would we view God like that? Like, hey, God, I need this. Yeah, that's you know, that's like, a whole and and you know a lot of religion religions and I use that word in quotes mm-hmm. religions would promote that idea. Um, God is here for you, mm-hmm. and God is here to bless you. I have a little problem with that because it's self focused. Um, God, this came from a book by John Piper, "Let the Nations Be." Glad. Mm-hmm. Uh, great book about missions and stuff. But one of the phrases that he says in there is, God is most satisfied when he is most glorified. Mm-hmm. Not when God is most satisfied when he's blessing you. Mm-hmm. God is glorified when God is glorified in us. We receive the blessing from him, but we're not the... Now, does that mean he doesn't want to bless us? No. And I know some people might hear this and say, well, what kind of... Th- Listen... We get it. We get it so messed up sometimes, and we get so it's so consumer driven. Our 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 churches, our walk with God is so. What can I get? What can I get? How much can I can I get a deal on this? And we make deals with God and think He owes us, and and we forget about the the awesome, huge character of God, the holiness that He lives in, and that He is, and that then that is uh, around Him, and we forget that He is unlimited. Mm-hmm. And for us to think for one second that he owes us anything is wrong. He owes us nothing. What he owes us is death, separation. But because of Jesus, he took care of that. Why? Why did he send Jesus to save us from our sins? Because that glorifies him the most. Mm-hmm. And so in our little circumstances, how can we view those things and our reactions to them that honor and glorify God the most? How do we do that? And it's about this walk of faith, growing in growing in your faith, maturing as a believer, understanding mm-hmm. the character of God, understanding what he says about you. And I think as we do that, things our faith grows and we start to depend and trust in ways. And it's sometimes you'd be like, man... I don't think I could have done that five years mm-hmm. ago. I, I don't know if I would have been able to do that. But anyway, we could talk about this all day. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, just just how how we know God is faithful, and it's what we say every single week. You you get in here. You got to stay in the this book. whole book yeah. is just stories of God coming through, and even the even the the lows, the valleys, the yeah. wars, and people are like the Old Testament's violent. Yeah. But it's God coming through. You just got to read through it all. Yeah, I mean, last week, like, I went through this. Like, I was yeah. struggling a little bit with, you know, I know that God's faithful. I know that, mm-hmm. right? But that doesn't mean I'm not going to struggle. Mm-hmm. And so I still, you know what I started to do? I went back in the Old Testament, mm-hmm. and every story that I could think of where I knew God was faithful, I read it. Yep. And I quoted it on Sunday. I said, and, like, my summary uh, sentences mm-hmm. were from the stories I read, and I thought, how how do I encourage myself in the Word so that I can strengthen my faith? Right, Romans chapter twelve, verse two, by the renewing of your mind. How do mm-hmm. I renew my mind? Well, I just went to the Bible and I started. You charge I, up. I started reading the the story about David. Mm-hmm. 
He was in the field. The soldiers were scared to death sitting on the field, and David's mm-hmm. like, eh, you know, yeah, whatever. Go it's up a, there. It's a big guy. Yeah, five stones. Yeah. What? You know, five stones. Daniel in the lion's den. Mm-hmm. Joseph. Moses. Yeah, I mean, you can just, I just kept reading. I was like, yeah, I know. Because here's what I know. Because I'm human, mm-hmm. it only takes a little bit to get me distracted. But it takes a lot to get me turned around. Yeah. And so I have to spend time in here. You You can't. I just don't know what's wrong and I, I'm not sure why I'm struggling and I just can't seem to figure it out. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not encouraged in my faith. My first question, how much time are you spending mm-hmm. in the book? Well, none. Okay. You, well, I can't solve your problem. Your I mean, phone, I, your phone battery doesn't charge if you don't plug it in. No, no. You, you got to plug into the source and get yeah, the power. So we, we have to, we have to refocus ourselves, mm-hmm. and that's the type of thing that encourages us, builds, builds up our faith and allows us to mature as believers. You yeah. got to stay in the word. You do. I got one more verse. I want to read just about God's faithfulness. Numbers yeah. 23. Mm. God is not man. <laughs> okay. That he should lie. Or is he a son of man that he should change his mind? Yep. Has he said, and he will he not do it? What he said, will he not do it? Or has he spoken, and will he not fulfill it? Like, verses like that, and there's countless stories in the Bible. Like, you mentioned the big hitters. There's countless stories. Many, many. Where the every whole page. book, every page, is, and it, it may take time to see where God comes through, yes. but it's all the story of God coming through for his people. There's in places in Scripture where God asks the question of some of the prophets, have I ever let you down? Yeah. Have I ever let you down? Yeah. What won't God do? He can do anything he wants. I, and as a matter of fact, we can't even imagine the things that he could do because of our finite thinking. Mm-hmm. He is not man. Like, I love how that's... He is not man. Period. Done. Like, God is bigger than us. God is so, so much more bigger so so much more more merciful more magnificent more powerful more loving mm. more caring more good than we even know how to say in human terms so you know as we wrap this up right mm-hmm. our focus should be and the object of our faith should be in god and in his character and in his work mm-hmm. and the place that you find that is in the scripture. Is in the book. Is in the book. You yeah. got it. You got to. You got to study. Yeah. So, anyway. <laughs> so yeah, that went fast. Holy cow! It did. Yeah. Uh, um, thanks so much for watching. Yeah. Uh, hey, uh, come on with the DMs. Come on. What's yeah, going on D- out there? DM our our our. We rise. know you guys are signing up. My my emails blowing up on YouTube. <laughs> it's crazy. DM yeah. us on Instagram at Rives Church if you want a free T-shirt. Free T-shirt. For a free T-shirt. Um, so thanks so much for watching. Yep. Leave your comments and likes and subscribe. And yep. don't forget, keep, keep your nose, nose in the book. book.